Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, as always, is Aaron. Ah, oh, faith and Vigora. This week, <laughs> we'll be doing the horror classic, Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, starring Bruce Campbell, and that's about it. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Go to our page on Facebook at the podcast that wouldn't die. Go to our page on Twitter at T Podcast TW Die. Uh, email us at the podcast that wouldn't die at Gmail. Gmail. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc., etc. And Aaron, you have your own special Twitter account. The Cult of Aaron. Join the cult. So join the cult. Now, Aaron. Give us the quick 30-second synopsis of Evil Dead 2. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there because I'm going to have a quick four-minute discussion about the movie that we're not going to review because it was so boring. This is important. Okay, hit us with that first. Okay, we watched, because it had good buzz, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Vampires... In Iran. That's correct. The, pre- the premise sounded interesting. It got all kinds of good buzz. And I don't know what, what the, the clothing. It's not, a, uh, it's not a burqa because that covers your, your whole body. But it's whatever the Muslim clothing that goes over your head and falls to the ground. It's like a giant cape. Of this, right. uh, I should be more culturally aware. It's like a giant cape that also covers your head. And so imagine that as a, as a girl vampire. That was a cool look, right? right? That was a cool look. And she's the feminist vampire, kind of, uh, riding the wrongs, feeding on the bad people, kind of like a, a, a Dexter, I don't know. Right. It was, and it was a little similar to our Swedish vampire film about lonely people finding each other. But beyond that, it was boring as hell. I kept waiting for something interesting to happen. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack was really interesting. I kind of enjoyed the music. It was, you know, you don't hear a lot of Middle Eastern music right. here in California. So it was some good jamming music. Yep. Uh, and that's all I got to say, because the rest of it is boring as hell. And it was filmed over here in Taft, you know, where they film where they're, what is it? Uh, the best of let, times? No, well, best of times, but um, there will be blood. There will be blood, yes. Yeah, because I was like, it's interesting to think that little Taft uh, looks like some remote city in Iran. It is the cultural epicenter of Kern County. I've often heard it said. <laughs> so there Shut you your it. mouth. Mother used to tell us that there used to be horribly racist signs on your way to uh, Kern in her days living here. I mean, used to. Interesting. <laughs> I once applied for a teaching job there, and I never got a call back. So there you go. <laughs> they sense my liberality. <laughs> that must be it. So we what we both watched, or we both found it just kind of uninteresting. So in, uninteresting. I mean, we'll do uninteresting, but this was so uninteresting, it wasn't even worth talking about. Leprechaun so was uninteresting, but there were, at least there were things you could goof on. Right. This was just like, what? No can do. So, something needs to happen. Too many long shots. And I was trying to get into the cinematography, but I couldn't do it. I was out. There, I was falling asleep. There were asleep. a couple of good shots, you know, yeah. but I was like, that, that, that is not enough. We took a hard pass. After, after it, it, kicking three ninety nine to Amazon Prime, we took a hard pass. So there yes, you have it. And 
I, you think I, the curious thing would be this this movie is all in Farsi with subtitles. Yep. Yet filmed in California. Yep. Deep and California. Ha- I will tell you half the half the cast members look like they might be Mexican. So I don't know. They were not. You racist. <laughs> I know. I did look at the end, but you know. I guess there's flexibility in casting anyway. So tell us about Evil Dead 2, damn it. So let's roll on over to Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2 is the remake of Evil Dead 1, except they camped it up and put that hook at the end so you can roll right over to Evil Dead 3, which is really uh, Army of Darkness. Correct. Which is my, which is my, my preferred of the trilogy. Is Evil Dead 1 and Army of Darkness? Well, it all depends what we're talking about. What's confusing about Evil Dead 2 is it almost it, starts out like it's a direct sequel of the first one, but it's 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 hard to explain. Basically, he's driving well, to it, this cabin, and he's I, like... Are you telling my part, dude? Are no, you telling my part? No, Don't I, make me come through this phone. No, you, because he's talking about, we're going. I'm going to this cabin... I've been there before. So you're just like, wait a minute. In the first movie, all your friends were murdered by evil demons. Why are you going back to this? But then you realize he's talking to his girlfriend, Linda. And Linda was also the name of the girlfriend from the first movie. Right. So you realize at that point, at least the first half hour, 45 minutes is meant to be a remake. And, but that's when it went, the moment she's dead, and he gets possessed, that's when it kicks over to being the sequel. It's a bizarre remake slash sequel. It is bizarre. And it... All right. I'm just going to tell you what happens. Go for it. And then then you can tell me why you love it, and I'll I'll tell you why it's not as good. All (laughs) right. Dude and girlfriend in haunted cabin. Girl becomes possessed. Guy has to kill her. More people arrive, more possessions, uh, evil book of the dead. Once again, you gotta put the, we got to put the genie back into the bottle because uh, sister's uh, crazy dad decided it was a good idea to read from some cursed text. Uh, boy survives again. So maybe he's the bad luck. Everybody's dead, but boy. Boy gets sucked through uh, a, a Wizard of Oz tornado, but he don't end up in the land of Oz. He ends up in some medieval time in some parallel world full of knights and deadites. The end. Very good. Looking good. I, okay. I uh, actually saw, I think I saw Evil Dead 2 before I saw e- The Evil Dead, which is the original movie. Um, and this is just when I started my love affair with Bruce Campbell. Um, and Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. And Sam Raimi, who has a cameo in this movie, if you're paying attention. I was not. I actually have no idea. I know what his crazy brother looks like. Who's also in this I movie. Actually... What? Yep. <laughs> Ted Raimi is also I... in this. Oh, my God. Actually, I never knew what Sam Raimi looked like. But, yeah, just his crazy brother from uh, uh, Xena Warrior Princess. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, let's, let's just jump right in. So, Bruce Campbell, Ash, is driving to the cabin in the woods. But it's kind of weird. Uh, he's going with his girlfriend, Linda. And it seems like the cabin is their destination, wouldn't you say? 
Like they're driving. And it's so freaking remote. I would assume that was the plan. That was their plan. I mean, drive, but it's not their cabin. It belongs. So they're basically going to a remote cabin in the woods that does not belong to them to break in and to squat in some stranger's cabin. Is that what's exactly. occurring? Exactly. Because it, I, you'd have to see the first one because they kind of, I think they explained it a little bit more. And frankly, they rearranged all the sets. So things that were in the basement or the shed or now in the living room. <laughs> yeah, it, it was never, I thought it was somebody's friends, family's cabin. I think that was the case. In this movie, the there are one. no friends. Right. In the, exactly. Yes. In the first one, it, all, there are no friends in, the, in, in this one, or, or they're all dead in the first. 20 second rehash where we are now here we are no, it, it, again in the beginning of the original movie there were five people who go to the cabin right for budgetary reasons they cut it down to just ash and his girlfriend for this one i thought this was their big budget version because the other one took like five years and they filmed it uh, on everybody's spring break in college right well so you're saying this is more budgeting it, well, or was everyone just a volunteer <sighs> It's hard. It's hard to explain, but we'll get. We'll get. We'll get there. Okay. Is it hard to explain because you don't know? No, I do. I know. <laughs> Trust me. So you. So they're driving to this cabin, and I get away. We're like, honey, we're gonna go break into some random cabin in the middle of the forest. Hope that's and cool. And drive twelve hours to get there because there's clearly nowhere anywhere in sight. Exactly. And no groceries. I noticed. No Not groceries. at all. So they get there. They they slide on in. There's a little. It's a romantic time. He's bought her a crazy necklace pendant that looks like a magnifying glass. I don't know what the significance of that is. It's all very fancy. Uh, it looked like an old grandma's uh, magnifying glass, right? Or a I monocle I, or something. I, was, I, I think it was popular in the eighties because it was had that kind of old timey look. Oh yeah, it was good times. So um, he discovers a reel to reel tape recorder. And plays it and discovers that the actual owners of this place are like historian archaeologists who uh, in the castle of Kandar, they discovered the Necronomicon Ex Mortis, which is the Book of the Dead. Uh, Weren't they Sumerian in the first movie? Yes, and then they realized that Sumeria is like Iraq. So that doesn't quite match with all this shit. It's entirely possible what the thought process was. <laughs> Who knows? So the, the old couple that live in the, in the cabin translated the ancient texts, which caused uh, the archaeologist's wife to become possessed and throw her in the basement. And we don't know at this point what happened to the ancient archaeologist. No, we'd add it's fairly easy to get possessed. Somebody look at you the wrong way, you're possessed. Right. Somebody bite your hand, you're possessed. Get raped by a tree, you're possessed. And sometimes nothing happens. Sometimes you're so, dancing sometimes in the you window get... and you're possessed. Boom. And there's no yeah. There, there's no place to go. So But apparently the, the, the spirits are not uh geniuses, because apparently if, if you're smart you can hide from yes. them and then they give up and leave. Yes. Assume you you've disappeared. That, yes, that that, that that's <laughs> the comic relief. When the evil spirits chasing Ash through the cabin and Ash I guess jumps into the, the, the root cellar in uh, a second and a half and loses the uh, crazy haunted spirit. I do find Bruce Campbell in the Sam Raimi films delightful. He is great. He, he, he is, is delightful. Great. Why is he not our friend? He should he be. Needs to hang for with God's us. sakes. I mean, I even saw the terrible Bubba Hotep. 
You know, that's how dedicated I was. I, I've seen that as well. There you go. Good times. <laughs> Where he's an Elvis. Is somebody who thinks he's Elvis, or is he really Elvis? Is is he or is he really Elvis? Yeah. Fighting off an oh, evil uh, mummy. So there you go. Check that out. <laughs> Uh, so Linda gets possessed because in the recording, the ancient archaeologist, uh, reads off the, uh, Kandarian passages, which brings the, the spirits of the demons and she gets possessed by a demon. So now she tries to kill Ash, um, and he defends himself by knocking her head off with a shovel. Oh my God. That is the sharpest shovel. I will tell you, I was just digging in my garden. I was literally jumping up and down just trying to cut roots yeah but apparently i gotta go is that home depot at lowe's where you get like the samurai sword the shovel razor sharp shovel it doesn't take much she does some it's just like yeah. she does some kind of crazy like a, gin, like a ginsu yeah. knife hurdles at him and he just slices the air and that's all she wrote he promptly I, okay look if I murdered my girlfriend, my possessed girlfriend with a shovel, I might just jump in the car and go to the cops at that point. He does not. He probably buries her, makes a cross. He buries her in a pile of rocks. Of charcoal is what it looked like to me. It was hard. To, to me, it looked like shiny obsidian uh, uh, river rocks. Yeah. It was obs- it's Game of Thrones. It's, it's dragon, it was dragon glass. glass. He was Because it was very bizarre. I don't know if it was just too hard to dig in an actual like, ground ground. So they just planted a bunch of this uh, black uh, charcoal all over they're, the ground. They're in the freaking forest. So, oh, sweet Jesus. She pops up again, although now she looks all zombified. Uh, yeah, yeah. Advanced decom. And, and, yeah. and she's been buried for like 15 minutes, so her lower half looks like beef jerky. It's a sad. It's like she's been on the top of of Mount Everest, uh, like for a year and yeah, a half. Exactly. He uh he has to fight her a second time in kind of a uh three stooges kind of way, where there's a lot of you know him getting popped in the head and banging his head. He finally um. He, her head falls into his lap, oh. bites his hand. I thought, uh, honestly, it would have been funnier if she bit something yeah. else since her head was right there. I, I guess they needed to save it for, so the kids could watch So he's this. running through the house with her head biting his hand. He's smashing it into walls, all for comedic sake. That That's classic comedy. You, you can hear all these severed things all make sounds like they all have voices so you can hear it crunching on his head and laughing while he's banging into walls and stuff yeah so he (laughs) comedy relief he goes and takes the head into the work shed which he knows is there which is good to know puts the head in a vice and is opening up a cupboard to get the chainsaw to handle his biz chainsaw uh-oh. There's the headless uh, Linda's body holding the chainsaw, comes at him, and it's all fun and games at that point. So there you have it. I, I do love some good claymation, and I do love uh, a little decapitated chainsaw thing where the head's telling the body which way right. to go. That's always, always we a saw that in Demon Knight, where the guy gets his head knocked yeah. off. It's always a crowd pleaser, let me tell you. This is better than Demon Knight. Uh, I, okay. I love it. Let's get on. Okay. So he tries to escape. He jumps in. I said it's I better agree. than Demon Knight. I'm with you. <laughs> You're ready to so fight me. <laughs> the faceless demon 
The spirit is chasing Ash. He jumps in his car, tries to escape, but he discovers that the bridge has now been destroyed. So there is no escape for poor Ash. He also uh, dabbles with being possessed himself. This happens multiple times where he is possessed, but then the sun comes out and shines on him and it brings him back from his possession. Or he sees Linda's necklace uh, and that kind of brings him back. So, I mean, this begs the question, if he's able to come back, how come no one else is? Good question. I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the sun came out. So if you could stay alive while you're possessed and the sun shines on you, it drives the demons away. They're like vampire demons. Well, that's and that's the other thing. If he's like, hey, I'm cool. How come he's not more sympathetic to other people who get possessed? Later in the movie, yeah. Why does he chain him up and drag him out to no, the side? Later in the movie, he's that's that's he's not, not his way. It's, it's only like, hey, I'm cool. Kill everybody else. That's basically the moral yeah. of the story. That's my mother down there. No, no, no. We can't let her out. She's possessed. That's <laughs> five minutes ago. Possessed in five minutes. She's possessed. I'm cool though. I'm all right. Don't st- hit me with the axe. And it's fantastic because when she's possessed, it's clearly like some crazy looking man. It's not the woman who's playing her unpossessed mother in any way whatsoever. I know. So it makes it even we're gonna We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk uh-huh. about that. So smash cut, you've got um, the daughter of the old couple who owned the place, Annie. And I guess her uh, his name is... We'll call him We Biff. call him that, but that's not his name. His name is Ed. <laughs> Ed and Annie arrive by plane with the missing pages to the Necronomicon. So they're rushing over to their parents. They can continue doing, uh, you know, the studies, I guess, which can only be done not on a university uh, campus, but in the woods. Or in the country where they're studying nope. it, where you no can do more research. No can do. Yeah. So they try to get up to the cabin and, of course, discover the other side of the bridge is broken up. There they meet Jake and Bobby Joe, the uh, the most mismatched couple that the Lord had ever put. Her, together. I thought they were brother and sister at one point, but no. They, she was sitting on his lap. This is oh, the no. Appalachians, so anything goes at this stage of the game. I think, uh, but which also begs the question: Where was Ash driving from? I believe this is Michigan. Isn't he, this Michigan? Well, he was, She's wearing a Michigan State t-shirt. Linda is at the beginning of the movie. But they've got yeah. thick, like, Tennessee accents or something. So this was a long drive <laughs> to go to a cabin they didn't even know was there. So they... It was a personal choice for the actor. <laughs> Clearly. Jake and Bobby <laughs> Joe say, we'll help you. Hey, hey, there, there's a trail I can take you. Just follow me. Just give me a, a hundred bucks and I'll lead you up to the cabin. So they're on their way. Uh, Ash is now alone with a possessed house. Uh, you know, his, and it's, it's severely, severely possessed. possessed. The, the, uh, the buck it's stage, it's stage four. Believe you me, the, the crazy, uh, trophy on the wall of the buck, uh, is laughing at him. Uh, at one point, uh, an evil demon jumps out of the mirror and kind of grabs him for a moment. And then his hand gets possessed. It was very sad. Just an aside before I forget. The possessed elk over the fireplace. 
there was someone on Twitter who uh, does little uh, possessed dollhouses, and literally, there's a place where you can source a miniature Evil Dead Two elk if you need it for your tiny uh, possessed. But you're de- you definitely need it. You definitely. You definitely need I she posted it on the Twitter. I was like, oh, oh my god. It was like its head turned sideways laughing. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> That's so important. his hand gets possessed, starts you know, throwing him around the room, bashing plates upside his head. He's about to grab the meat cleaver and get at uh, poor Ash. Ash stabs the hand to the ground and chops it off with the chainsaw. So now he's, he's down a hand. So the hand will play a role later in the movie. At one point, he throws like a bucket on top of it, saying, this is your home now and put some, put some <laughs> books on it. Do you see what the, the top book was that he put on top? <laughs> no, tell a me. Farewell to arms. I love Sam Raimi. This is, this is good. Gamble. This is good comedy. Let me tell you. So he's, I didn't say I hated it. I just like the other okay, one. More. Good to know. A subtle distinction. So <laughs> it's yeah, it is. He, he, he shoves an oily rag on his stump and wraps it in duct tape. He's good to go. He's good to go. He has minimal pain receptors. Clearly. clearly. So he grabs the shotgun. When the whole room flips out and starts laughing at him, he hears a noise. Somebody knocks at the door. He shoots with the shotgun through the door. And, of course, that's when Annie, Ed, Jake, and Bobby Joe arrive. It's always a good idea just to shoot through a door first. The police, li- the police like that when you do Jake that. tackles uh, poor Ash, and one-handed Ash proceeds to pummel Jake until Ed holds his stump down and Jake punches him back. So there's a whole, like, there's a lot of people just getting punched in the face, again, with, with comedic sound effects. It's great. <laughs> uh, Annie walks in, doesn't know who, the, who Ash is, because, again, Ash, this is not Ash's house. He's a squatter at this point. Um... And she wants to know where her folks are, and she sees the bloody chainsaw in a corner. So she's convinced Ash has murdered her parents. They toss old Ash into the root cellar um, and then play the recording, at which point that's when the grand reveal is. Uh, Yes, you know, the old archaeologist read the ancient incantations, and yes, your mother was possessed, and I did kill her, but I did not dismember her like you're supposed to. I just buried her in the root cellar down below. Who? Well, quite frankly, how much dismembering do you need? Because he ch- cut off his girlfriend's head. She popped well, right and he back chopped up. his own hand off. The hand's still running around. So who the heck knows? It's exactly. hard to say. Uh, right. at, that, at that precise right. moment, uh, the evil possessed corpse grandmother pops out of the ground saying, I'll swallow your soul. To poor Ashley. She approaches Ashley. It was was so creepy. And do not recognize the actor who played old possessed Henrietta. Are you saying that's Sam Raimi's brother? That is Ted Raimi. As the old possessed grandmother. How would you ever recognize him? Because Ted Raimi was kind of, it was not this big blobulous He's a method actor. This is what he does. He's wearing a fat rotten suit. Look, he just submerges himself in the character. That's what he does. Okay. 
I always say there should be more. It's Ted all Ramey. Ted Ramey all the time. So he's approaching poor <laughs> Ash. Eventually, uh, Annie and the the gang realize that Ash wasn't the one who did it. It's actually the evil creature down below. They rescue. <laughs> they pull Ash up, but not before uh, Henrietta has become a crazy like ostrich dinosaur type of creature with its head. Yeah, yeah, I'm not digging. It was very ostrich. strange. Um, he, he's. This is their special effects budget. Why they couldn't get five people at the beginning? It all went to uh, ostrich. That is correct. People. So she's pull, trying to pull Ash back down. Ed comes up and again tries to punch the creature a couple times. The creature <laughs> throws Ed against the wall. He's knocked unconscious. Uh, eventually. <laughs> Oh god. I mean they, these creatures are not very successful and they're not that violent. I mean they they possess you, but there there's no like torture porn. They're not very good try- they might bite you. They're trying I mean, to bite at you. Ash does <laughs> Ash does more damage, causes more things to fly around the room. That is than absolutely the true. So Ash <laughs> slams the door shut on Henrietta's head, which causes an eyeball to squirt out, uh, fly across the room, and, oh. and of course go right into Bobby Joe's mouth. A signature Sam yep. Raimi move because you cannot have a Sam Raimi move without junk flying into yep. someone's mouth. Something disgusting that makes you want to barf. And that was only one of a couple of things that flew You better believe it. Mouths. Well, anytime Ash is dealing with kind of blood or slop, it's always splashing him right in his face while he's screaming. <laughs> right in his, right his open yes. open mouth. It's yes. so it's disgusting. And it's not it's not even just in the Ash movies. If you ever saw Drag Me the he- to Hell, same I couldn't, thing. I watched it once. Crap. I will not be watching that movie again because it's the exact same thing. It's, it's seen- gross. It's the, it's things popping. It's disgusting. Yeah. This movie, but I've seen this it four movie times. sounds violent and disgusting. But I'll tell you what, it is not. It it's is very not. campy. Uh, all the kind of bodily fluids you see are all kind of. It's like paint, is what it looks like. It's like black paint or yeah. green paint or red paint. Everything is yeah. It's like there's. You're not going to confuse it for any no, real not bodily at all. Function. Not at all. So they they kick her head down into the uh, the root cellar, <laughs> and now they're all they're all gangs, and it's like we're all cool. Um, they realize though that the pages that Annie found, they could use those to end the craziness, but not before Ed pops up, and now he's possessed. Please. Let me ask you a question. I thought they had the freaking book. So where are these bonus They were pages? bonus pages. They said, I don't know, they were in a different... <laughs> they were in a later edition of the Necronomicon. That's what I'm saying. It was in the, the second edition, I guess. It's hard to say. <laughs> the, re- the Reader Digest That's condensed what I'm saying. version that carries these pages. Now, why is Ed possessed? <laughs> Who knows? Nothing. Ha- I mean, I guess he got thrown across the wall, the room, and bashed into the wall, knocked unconscious. But I think it's like yawning. You know, one person yawns, another person starts yawning. One person gets possessed, and that's all it takes. That way. And I have to say, Ed's mask does not move at all. It's like it's like <laughs> speaking, but its mouth doesn't open and close. It, it was hard sweat. <laughs> Let me tell you. Um, so he's now possessed. And he, you know, Henrietta, possessed Henrietta saying, Ed, you know, let me out. Let me out. He tries to go. They try to stop. He throws Jake around, seemingly breaks Jake's neck. But then he's fine five minutes later. 
he tries to bite Bobby Joe's hair and succeeds. He's eating her hair. Eventually, Ash runs to the other room, grabs an axe, and chops down poor Ed, sending green slime spattering <laughs> all over the room. Very sad. Thankfully, this house is very yes, well fortified. That's correct. Uh, which is which earlier in the movie, the, the demon was chasing Ed through it, smashing through doors off camera. Evidently, Ash repla- repaired the doors and the windows. If you look like they're all boarded up, where did this happen? <laughs> we're not, we're not showing that, but evidently he handled that, thankfully. Uh-huh. Um, so good lord, there's a scene where uh, they hear a noise from the other room now, and Ash is like, We'll all go in together. To which Jake says, Black Hell, you're the curious one. So there's a, guy, uh-huh. a lot of good comedy there. They go in there, and that's when they discover the, the, the possessed spirit of their father who sa- tells them the whole story. Read the last pages, and you'll be able to end this uh, and save our souls, essentially. If he's possessed... Why, how is it that he is telling them how to do it's, it's hard to know demons. what exactly happened to him we don't know nothing we don't we know he killed his wife they're, they're kind of uh fuzzy on the details after that but his, his ghostly spirit he looks like somebody from like the seventh right. seal or something that's floating around yes well uh, clearly yeah. they spent about five minutes on his ghost makeup so that was good uh, <laughs> at this point bobby joe says honey you're holding my hand too tight baby i ain't holding your hand and she looks down and she sees the disembodied hand of Ash, uh, which is all zombified, squeezing her hand. Then the lights go out. Smash bad That's sign, a bad smash sign. to Bobby Joe running through the forest by herself. Uh, and she's attacked Uh-oh. by the trees and murdered, seemingly, off camera. Well, luckily, they cut out the rape scene. Thankfully that for the that. We can, be ha- we can be thankful for that, at yes. least. Uh yeah, I was like, Ew. Ash and Annie get over Bobby Joe's disappearance in about 30 seconds uh, and are very, they're very. Uh, <laughs> People yep. are really uh, uh, android like with yes. the loss of loved ones. It's always like it's not. A, I, I, I just I can't go on. I'm just going to lay here until the demon takes me. They just shrug it off and go. Well, on keep in mind, Annie's fiance was murdered mere five minutes ago and she's not bad an eyelash. Uh Jake is the only one who's exactly. moving, right, moving on. right on. Moving right on to Bruce. Or to, <laughs> almost said Bruce Willis. She's rubbing his uh, well-muscled biceps while uh, poor Jake is staring out the window. Where Where are you, girl? Where are you? Uh, oh. oh, my God. She's dressed. Let me, let me describe this for our viewers that may, may not remember. She's dressed like an 80s prep, and he is dressed like goober at the gas station in mayberry with soil uh, overalls a big old belly and literally so gap tooth that you could probably put a tooth in between every other tooth and literally the body language when they're supposedly scared and he has his arms wrapped around her is rigid never at any time are they face to face where any of their special parts could possibly be touching it's (laughs) okay it's always the sidearm yeah, hug. The sidearm hug. Like, clearly yeah. you're a molester, but it, I It's the way paycheck. you hug your crazy uncle that you're not too sure about. Exactly. Clearly. Exactly. Clearly. So, so yes. Uh, Jake and Bobby Joe, not star-crossed lovers. 
as we could clearly see. Uh, and so Jake's like, we have to go looking for her. And Ash turns to me, he's like, yeah, if she went out there, she's dead. You can forget about her. Yeah, you know, get over it, big guy. <laughs> um, he's trying to get Annie. He's the only one that actually well, shows yeah, any exactly. emotion. Well, again, Bruce Campbell had to murder his girlfriend an hour earlier. They're all a little sympathy, perhaps? You walked in these shoes a moment ago. Give them a minute, please. <laughs> Clearly not. He's trying to get Annie to start reading the incantations, and evidently there's two incantations. The first one makes the, the evil spirits physical, flesh, right? The second one is after their flesh, then you open up a portal, which will suck them away. It's a little so that's, that's the way it's, it's got to go, basically, at this stage of the game. Uh, finally, Jake snaps, takes the shotgun, and says, we're going to go out and look for Bobby Joe. He takes the only pages of the manus- manuscript that can end it and toss them down into the fruit cellar with demonic uh, Henrietta. This is just some mumbo-jumbo. That seems This logical. ain't gonna do nothing. <laughs> right. There's demons flying around, but clearly That's magic correct. doesn't Magic exist. does not exist. So they, he forces <laughs> them out at gunpoint to look for Bobby Joe. And he pops, <laughs> he hits Bruce Campbell with the shotgun multiple times, which of course causes Bruce Campbell to become possessed once more. So that's good. He pops up, <laughs> grabs Jake, throws him against the tree. Annie runs back inside, closes the door, picks up a crazy, like, sacrificial knife made out of, like, a spine or something that was sitting next to the book in, in ancient Kandaria. Well, that yeah. came with the, uh, yeah, that came with the book. You gotta get them both. A buy one, get one. So she opens the door and just starts stabbing. Sadly, Jake was the one who was coming into the door. So she stabs poor Jake. Once again, people, yep. don't just start stabbing. The police would appreciate it if you at least see who is at who, the door. Make sure the you're stabbing, stabbing something that you're supposed to be stabbing. Is basically the moral of the story. Um, Bruce Campbell, <laughs> now possessed, is now trying to get an ash, I should say. Is now trying to get into the house. It takes him 15 minutes to turn the corner. Uh, at which point she's slamming the door on poor Jake's body multiple times. And she's like, I'll pull you a little bit forward. Now I'm going to slam the door. Oh, no. Now I'm slamming the door on your legs. Oh, my God. Like, like, like if you just keep slamming the door, eventually it will <laughs> slam the 200-pound Eventually man. she does close the door. Uh, she drags poor old uh, Jake into the other room. I don't know what her plan is exactly, but of course she puts him right next to she puts she him right next to the door is. to the root cellar, and of course demonic Henrietta pops up, <laughs> grabs poor old Jake, pulls him into the uh, fruit cellar along with a deluge of blood, just. Like, more blood than it could possibly be in 20 I, people. Just because. I, I just want to point out that they chained the root cellar, but they <laughs> left a three-foot gap. I, I would tighten up on that chain of might because literally, if you can pull, pull a hillbilly through, a demon you should be <laughs> yeah, able to crawl out easily. You're absolutely right. As we discussed in a previous episodes, if you can get your head through, the rest <laughs> is coming too. So poor Jake is dead. Oh, Lord. Eventually, Bruce Campbell snaps out of it. He finds Linda's uh, monocle, pendant, whatever it is, finds it, 
magnifying glass. Magnifying glass. It's and on her monocle. It's Mr. Peanut. Mr. Peanut. And he sees it, and that kind of snaps him out of it. He's like, okay, I'm okay now. But, of course, Annie is the only one left who's not been possessed, and she's coming at him with the axe. Chop, chop. She's pissed. Well, she's just pissed. He was the devil. And he's like, he's getting pissed at her. What? I said I'm okay now. What? Hey! <laughs> That's all it takes. Right. A demon could Do you lie. hear me? I say I'm all right now. <laughs> he eventually convinces her God knows how, and she, to which she says, okay, for now, but, you know, what about later? We kind of gloss over this. This is a, this is a good question. There's no answer to this question. But, but they realize if we're going to get yeah. out of this, we got to get those pages. So they promptly go <laughs> into the work shed and because Ash doesn't have a hand, they come up with some kind of plan where they attach the chainsaw to his stump like he's uh, some kind of cyborg now, I guess, with a series of straps uh-huh. he's able to turn it on by itself. Uh, she sends him down in there. He, he saws off the, uh, the barrel of the shotgun. So now he's like, I don't know. Some kind of post-apocalyptic road warrior. I don't know what's happening. He goes down into the <laughs> cellar with the chainsaw and everything. Finds the pages. But, of course, gets attacked by Henrietta on his way out. Uh, who promptly turns into a long neck ostrich, dinosaur-like creature. Not an- another it's one. crazy. It's all very crazy. So he gets... They went with a theme and ran with Hilarious. So he's fighting with this thing. He throws the papers to Annie, who's reading the incantation to turn the spirit physical while he's fighting the crazy ostrich creature. He can never get it with the chainsaw, but he's able to punch it with his other hand multiple times. Very... (laughs) Yeah, which makes, makes, no, no, damn makes sense. no damn sense. Uh, eventually, Annie distracts the ostrich creature by singing Hush Little Baby. Which is what her mother used to sing with her when she, yes. the demon was trying to trick That's her. That's correct. Her mother uh, sang to her, hush. Which is I, a horrible I song, I sing that to my children, it's, damn it. It's all about, that's why, what's wrong with America now? It's all that bribery. Well, I, I typically sing... If you don't like that, love me, love me. That's I'll correct. Buy you I typically sing the, uh, the James Taylor mm-hmm version if i could mockingbird now is everybody have you heard oh, anyway God. that's not a hand right there God. so he while she's distracted now he's able to start chopping things off on the creature um the head, the headless, oh god the ostrich head rolls by his foot screaming i'll swallow your soul i'll swallow your soul and bruce campbell pulls out his shotgun and gives the immortal line swallow this and blows and, and shoots the <laughs> creature by his foot with the shotgun. Look, I'm not a hunter, but I imagine his foot would take about half those shots. Wouldn't you agree? Okay. Yeah. So I, that's I the end so. of Henrietta. But now the the creature is now possessed. So now there's like kind of a Lovecraftian face coming through the door. The trees are attacking the house from the outside. There's a big old hand comes in, grabs Ash. Oh, yeah. It looks like never-ending story biz. It like was the, the rock bit, biter rock coming biter. to get poor Ash. Ash, at <laughs> this point, sing. I pray That's you. Right. <laughs> Artex. Anyway. Uh, Ash sees the creature, and it frightens him so much. He gets a, a weird stripe of white in his hair. Oh my God! It, it was, was so very much Popeil yeah. Here there's the a game. lot of that, uh, and <laughs> she's about to finish up 
the final incantation to cast the demons away, but she gets stabbed in the back by the disembodied hand, which again crawls around on the floor like a rat. Somehow it picked up a three foot long <laughs> knife and jumped up and it has it has the strength to pick it up and right. stabs fly. it in the back, stabs her in the back what before she can deliver the last lines. Uh, the demon, like heads are popping out of the demon, like the thing basically saying we've won, we've won. Uh, but her last breath, she says the final word, which causes like a vortex to appear and starts sucking everything in. She probably dies. Uh, Ash is like, Oh, thank goodness. But of course the vortex is still going on. He gets sucked out. Clearly he's attached to some kind of harness flopping around in the in the wind he gets sucked into it earlier in the movie i mean it was sucking in the whole world i mean what closes the portal it just runs for 20 minutes or or well, just until the world says. disappears shut it off but by then there's nobody listening yep. earlier in the movie uh yeah. Annie oh, well. and ash were flipping through the the necronomicon and they say how in 1300 a.d a hero came and defeated the demons for all time, at which point Ash goes like, well, he did. Right. Well, apparently that, that's not what he for says. all time. He clearly didn't do that good of a are. job then, did he? So, <laughs> Nor did he recognize that that is that's, a that's fact the himself. Reveal. When the he picture. gets sucked in, he's sent back to 1300 AD, drops from the sky, uh, shoots an, a flying demon creature, at which point everyone, Sam Raimi opens up his knight's uh, mask and says, here he is! The Chosen One, come to rescue us from the Deadites. Was that Sam Raimi? Yeah. Oh my no, God, he's no so accent. Just doing his regular Sam Raimi voice. Supposed to be England or something. <laughs> and Ash goes, no, no. So and that's how the movie ends. Setting up Army of Darkness. Right. And yet, when we go to Army of Darkness, they have to reset up and yeah. retell the tale again, too. Because it's not a clean... Uh, whatever over so dragons and stuff we're doing they're deadites. They're actually deadites it's all the deadites oh my god okay now i'm just gonna tell you why evil dead one Go is for better it. than evil dead two evil dead one has some truly scary moments in it versus evil dead two is more just campy yes. wacky that's what they were going, well what they said if we're, we're gonna kind of bounce in and out of behind the scenes what they said I read Bruce Campbell's book, If Chims Could Talk. Um, Bruce oh, Campbell Lord. basically said they wanted to make a movie and they knew that it would be easier for them to make a horror movie, even though that wasn't necessarily their preferred genre. Like they could. Well, like, what is clearly, their preferred genre? No, they like art, comedy. art house. They want to make Terms <laughs> of Endearment. That was what that was the the one that got away. Sensibility, sweet Jesus! Yes, they love the Jane Austen book club. Uh, so they were like, we can more easily whip out a horror movie. You know, you need one set, you're good to go. We'll hire our buddies to do this. Five or six years later, now Sam Raimi is still kind of a struggling director, and he had made this movie kind of a, a comedy. Uh, crime movie called Crime Wave, which was supposed to oh, star Bruce that. Campbell. Uh, but the studio was like, we're not letting kind of a, a relatively unknown director and a relatively unknown star. So they recast it. 
One of your knuckle friends. One of his knucklehead friends. Bruce Campbell, like, a little role in the movie. Recast it. Regardless, Crime Wave was a big flop. So at this point, they're like, we got to get something in the books. So the studio was like, hey, if you make another Evil Dead, we'll distribute it. Now, they didn't, they, they didn't say they'd finance it, but they said we would distribute it. So they were like, crap, what do we do? Stephen King, who actually had helped them get financing for the original movie, not financing, but helped them find distribution for the original movie. He said, I'll right. get you financing to make the sequel. He was like their patron. So bless you. He, Is there anything Stephen King can't do? He, he recovered from the crack cocaine, wrote some of the best. Well, then books he wrote a lot of books time. that were quite so good, but that's and, not and here nor there. Yeah, well, but we forgive that because of his current war. That's war true. With current president. So that's he good. convinced producer <laughs> Dino De Laurentiis, who done, who was a big producer at that time, to give them financing. So that's what they did. Now they originally they needed. They said they needed four million, but they only got three point five, which means when they went back to rewrite the script, originally they were gonna like kind of restart it because Evil Dead ends, the original Evil Dead, when they throw the Necronomicon in the fire. So it's destroyed, and that's right. what kind of saves the day. But at the end of the movie, there's kind of that shock, kind of the carry thing. Right. right. It's so not that's, quite so the, over. the spirit kind of rushes up behind Bruce Campbell at the end of the first movie. He turns around, ah! And that's where it ends. And that's how, and that's how so the new one begins. Basically, they're like, we're going to go and kind of redo the beginning. But we're going to sh- kind of change the tone. We got rid of all the friends. We got rid of your sister. We got, you know, so now it's just you and Linda. And we're going to do a kind of a truncated version of that first story. And then we're going to continue off with the faceless, uh, unsightless spirit coming up behind Bruce. And we're going to continue the rest of the movie was their plans. And that's what they did. But because, like I said, horror was not their favorite genre. So now they're like, yes, we're doing Evil Dead. But it's going to be much campier. I'm sorry. I think I had more belly laughs in the first one with a thousand little Bruce Campbells running around. That's Army of Darkness. The fireplace with the spatula. That's all Army of Darkness. Yes. Oh my God. How? Okay. This is here's. Then I'm going to talk about the scariest part. The scariest part in Evil Dead One. Is there's two that things. Was rough. One, yep. someone gets stabbed in the foot with a pencil. That was rough. And then the other one, with the possessed girls are in the are in the the fruit cellar, going right. We're gonna get you. It was good. That was great. The first was movie solid. was definitely the intent was to be scary. That's what they were going for. It was it was scary it and funny you at think the it's same funny time because you're a freak. It was it was definitely it was scary <laughs> and it was gross. It was much more kind of like. Um, like when the bodies like decompose at the end, you're like, oh, good, yeah. It was clearly it's like right out of the old. Uh, let, let's basically. make everything out That's of wax. That's basically what it was. This one, they're like, yes, it's Evil Dead, but we're not, clearly they're not concerned about being frightening anymore. It's not really scary. No, they they cut out all the kind of scary parts because the first one was scary. I mean, the only thing uh, I didn't like about it is somebody gets that raped by a vine. That's um, pretty creepy. So anyway, yes. Um, this one's much more slapsticky. So even when it's like they're killing like a demon, like again, it's not. It doesn't closely approximate bodily fluids, and you don't really see anything. They don't. They don't show. It's all off camera. And then you see somebody like right. throw a bucket of blood at like the that dangling light in the the shed kind of thing. 
So you don't really see anything, and it's much it, – it's funnier. And I have to tell you, when I was at – I remember going to the movie theater in the early 90s and seeing the poster for Army of Darkness, and I'm like, am I hallucinating? Are they really? <laughs> After all, you know, it had been – it probably had been five years or six years, and they came out with the sequel. Because it, yes. they didn't say Evil Dead 3. It was just Army of Darkness. And if you didn't know any better, you, you'd be totally lost. So you're sitting there. But I'm like, look at him. I'm like, he's got a chainsaw in his hand. This is absolutely a sequel to Evil Dead 2. So, and again, Army of Darkness, another great movie we'll have to do at some point. This is where it's like, we aren't even pretending we're trying to be scary. This is just a flat out comedy. That's what we're going for. So good times so this is the uh-huh. this is the one that really put bruce campbell on the map for whatever that's worth okay and now he didn't exactly set the world on fire in the 90s he's got army of darkness he was in briscoe county jr oh with, he was on and he was on ellen right. her very he was first on ellen uh, he was on she played uh, his boss course, uh, sporadically on like hercules and xena he'd pop up every now and again uh in the aughts, he was in uh, that show Burn Notice on USA. I actually started watching it when I found I out he was on that. it. He was good. He was good. He is he is the hammiest actor you will ever see, and God bless him. That's why that and that's his, that's his, his hook, um, man. Hey, nobody cares when, when Kevin Costner's Kevin that's Costner. That's true. <laughs> Hopefully, this isn't the way uh, Bruce Campbell acts when he's not filming. Let me just say that because it's. I hope that, that this is pure Bruce Campbell, like you saw him at the oh, Applebee's, and that, sweet that's Jesus. Him. Uh, let me let me tell you some other of these interesting <laughs> facts that I found. How, let me throw out one right here. Sam Raimi in in 2019 said yes. Well, that's there the thing. They Dead. um okay. So you've got the Evil Dead. You got Evil Dead Two, Dead by Dawn. You got Army of Darkness. Then there was the Evil Dead remake, which I haven't seen, which came out, uh, I don't know, 10 years ago, give or take. And what? I don't think I well, saw there's that. More. And there's Evil Dead Evil the Dead was the re- Evil Dead was the remake. Oh, my God. Tell uh, me more. Bruce Campbell Tell me makes more. a surprise cameo at the end. Uh, then there was Ash versus the Evil Dead, which is a series that's still on Netflix right now. Were you unaware of that? Are you out of your damn mind? It ran for uh, three seasons on Showtime. It's on Netflix. Oh, it's, it's on told Netflix me to watch right it, and free. I got bored with it. Is it worthwhile? I enjoyed it. I have, I only watched. I watched like the first season or so. I kind of ran so out you of steam. Did, you lost um, interest because every episode is just. It's kind of gross. There's a lot of just like slime and. So I was oh, like, okay, okay, moving on. And eventually there's only so much, I mean, you know, I'm doing the sign of the cross. There's only so much of the shtick, that, uh, the Bruce Campbell shtick that I could take in a concentrated amount. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but <laughs> Sam Raimi was involved. And like you said, it's like they finally canceled it uh, after three seasons. Bruce Campbell said that he was retiring the character. But Sam Raimi has come out since then and said, Evil Dead will return. So we'll see what happens. We're all over the map. Who knows what it means? And, and <laughs> you can do the that work. Are. But I'm going to tell you other things that I found. In the mid-90s, All right, uh, Kurt Russell's in a movie called Escape from L.A., right? Which is kind of that sequel slash remake thing that he did. Uh, Bruce Campbell has a small, small role in that as the mayor of Beverly Hills. Or the, the, uh, not the mayor. The uh, oh, Surgeon General. Beverly Hills. And when Kurt Russell found out he was in this, he kept going up to Bruce Campbell 
and jokingly asking him to say the word work shed. And the reason why Bruce Campbell didn't know what the hell he was talking about is because in Evil Dead 2, there's a bizarro voiceover where uh, that they clearly done like in post where uh, Bruce Campbell is like, I'm going to take the head to go chop it up into this room. But I need to tell the audience what this room is. So spontaneously, I just say, work shit. <laughs> like, you see him running up and you see a voiceover go, work shed. So Kurt Russell found that hilarious and kept, kept having him say it. He was like, what are you talking oh about? Oh, my God. Work shed. Not a shed. Not just a shed. It's a it's work a shed. shed. For, for work. Um, a work shed. There you go. Good times. Um, <laughs> so the producers insisted they use all the different colors of blood. In order to avoid an X rating. Yes, I've heard that in other uh, in uh, the thing. They made and they gave him an X rating. X ray. X ray. X rating anyway. So it was ultimately released unrated. Lord, and literally, I it mean, is. It's gross, it is but it's not like it is nothing. Nothing. Real violence. It's just it's that's nothing. kind of the thing about the MPA, where it's just kind of like whoever happens to be looking at it at that time, whatever they're feeling, there isn't like any guidelines. You know what I mean? Sometimes you're just uh, up the creek. It's very sad. It's yeah. very true. Um, it like we context. said, zombified Henrietta was played by Ted Ramey, Sam's little brother. And um, so he had to wear this <laughs> huge suit to simulate the decomposing body. And it was so hot that he was literally sweating like liters of sweat in it. And at one point where, where the uh, creature is kind <laughs> of floating across the room, you can see sweat like literally pouring out of the suit. Lovely. So let's go back and watch that if you're uh, if you're of a mind. Uh, that, that, good times. That is, um, that is terrible. What else can I tell you? There were times in this movie where it's like you would see the fog kind of rolling in or rolling backwards. And there were times where or Bruce Campbell backwards. was like stepping out of the cabin and there was fog in the cabin. You're like, what in the hell is happening? So... Good times had by all. Now, at the time they were making this movie, the uh, Sam Raimi um, was living with the Coen brothers, Francis McDormand and Holly Hunter. And actually, the Bobby Joe character was inspired by Holly Hunter. So there you have it. Oh, that is lovely. It's an all family affair. Let me tell you. You notice notice I've stopped talking because I'm trying to Google because I think you're wrong about the Feel free to Google who... Do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> I literally googled "little ashes" and you get. Oh well, no! Don't do that. Bad. Okay, there, there's one. Okay, I have to say this. This is hilarious. So I'm looking at IMDb to get some of my information, and the very first thing it lists under quotes. Yes, it says "ash," and the famous quote is "groovy." But in parentheses, right before the word "groovy," it says. <laughs> For no apparent reason. This is important. Oh, good lord! Anything else before we move on <laughs> with our lives? Um, they, Sam Raimi, and all the Evil Dead thing. They, they yep. are the ones who came up with the uh, the shimps, and it's to indicate any actor who's unrecognizable. Well, it's usually a stand-in or something. All their makeup. Stand-in. Well, do you know where that term comes from? Characters who you cannot recognize. Right. There was a period. The okay. Three Stooges. First, uh, Three Stooges uh, aficionados like myself. Uh, we all know uh, Larry Moe and Curly, but yes. there was a time when the older brother, Shemp, was the third Stooge, not Curly. And, and you're all, always... So, the problem like, is, oh, like many of the uh, 
of the brothers, Howard, he died at a very young age. So what they had to do... Oh, my God. At what yelled, young age? Because well, they all look like they were 80s. Well, Cur- we, Curly, died, 30s, Curly and guess. Champ both died in their 40s. What? It, they were Shouldn't 40 like rough years. Like hard life. It was a hard life. So it was a hard life being a stooge. Getting, <laughs> getting anvils dropped okay, on no your head. No one dropping anvils on people's heads. <laughs> That's like a Looney Tunes crew cartoon. Anyway, <laughs> when were... Shep died suddenly, <laughs> they basically hired actors to be stand-ins. They put like a wig on them uh, to finish filming whatever, like the few uh, oh, like Lord. shorts that they uh, were trying to finish, basically. So they'd have a fake Shemp. Um, because Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell are such fans of the Three Stooges, they kind of incorporated that into their thing as well so there are times where it's like a a character is meant to be uh played by a certain actor for whatever reason they'll have a stand-in for that actor and that's what they call the fake shemp so that if you look in in uh the credits look for for fake shemps in every sam raimi movie also, now you got me on this jag the the car that Bruce Campbell jag. drives, if you're paying attention, also appears in every Sam Raimi movie, including <laughs> when it dropped out of the sky. Including at the, end of the this quick one, and the I was dead. Like, oh, that's if you're paying attention, which was a western about gunfighting. Wait, so yes, was, it's in all. It's in every that Sam was Raimi the quick movie. Of the dead. Luck charm, according to him. Yeah. So check that out. So, oh my lord! It. I will tell you that I'm very angry, but you seem to I'm be right correct all about all the tiny Just most ashes. Of the time. So there you have it. I still say Evil Dead One better than Evil Dead Two. It goes Evil Dead One, Army of Darkness, I think Evil Dead Two. Okay. And here's a here's a fun fact. I I just took my VHS tape of Evil Dead. Why? And took it to Goodwill. Well, I might have waited till I had other things to take to Goodwill as well. I wouldn't just bring that by itself. (laughs) Good to know. There were other things in the box. I just decided (laughs) it's time to let it go. Go to our page on Facebook at the podcast that wouldn't die. Go to our page on Twitter at T Podcast TW Die. You have to go to both and follow both because they are different. Email us thoughts, feelings, comments to uh, at the podcast that wouldn't die at Gmail. Um, we're on Spotify. We're on uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Like, share, subscribe, and rate, and make twelve of your friends do the same. Damn it! Um, so yeah, good times. And Aaron, you're also on Twitter. Lay it on us, the cult of Aaron. But I want to share with this Google when I'm googling Evil Dead. One of the top things for me, my suggestions, Evil oh, Dead, all parts in Hindi. Why does that, I, why does I that pop up that. for me? You are very international. I like to think that I'm international. So thank you very much and <laughs> be well. <laughs>